how do we navigate things like cultural trends, current world events, and disagreement in church? Honest Conversations is a deeper dive into some of your important questions that we don't always have time to cover in a Sunday morning service. Ready to dive in? Let's join Andrew and Brooke for today's Honest Conversation. Today we are talking about cultural context and how to read your Bible. Um, It seems like a simple question, Mm. but really there is a lot that can uh, go into it. So Andrew, I just want to start with um, a broad question of what my aim should be when I open my Bible. It's a great question. Quick, quick, quick comment to yeah. everybody listening is Brooks really good at this, right, Diego? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shucks, guys. That's great. Tell me exactly how you worded that question again. Say it again. What should my aim be when I open my Bible? That is so good. We just talked about this on Saturday, this last Saturday when we were recording at Kingdom Conference. Were you at the Saturday morning session? Not the morning one. Oh, I need to listen goodness. to it. Okay, so Cole it'll get published at some point. He said I need to listen uh, to oh it. Oh my gosh. We just talked about Kingdom Conference and staff, and almost all of staff said the Saturday morning panel was their favorite oh, part awesome. of the whole weekend. the only one I wasn't at. Yeah, so I'm just trying to really make you feel bad about <laughs> it. No, but it was so good, and we talked about personal devotion with David and Elaine and Jimmy, so it's like pretty awesome. All that to say, uh, so everybody listening to this, when that publishes, you need to go listen to that whole conversation, first of all, because we talked a lot about this. But where we ended was actually this exact question. I think I said maybe that exact question. You're kidding. Like almost exactly word for word. Wow. Like what should my aim be when I read it? And I, or I said like, what should my approach be to the Bible? Like what should I expect yeah. from it? Yeah. So that's cool. That is cool. Uh, all that to say, um, where we landed that plane was um, I, I, after listening to them and then just kind of commenting at the end, as I have looked at like, who are the people who have been walking with God for a long time and have made it and are making it? Like who are the 60, 70, 80 plus year olds who have 30, 40, 50 years in the Lord? I want to learn from those people, not like not teenagers on TikTok or even 35 year olds with a microphone. Like only, I only want to listen to 35 with the mic, 35 year old with the microphone. If he's agreeing with the 80 year old with history and God, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what are, what are the common denominators here? And the two that they talked about and that I've noticed and that I'm trying to implement are number one, um, I should expect from the Bible that God is going to reveal himself to me. And number two, I'm coming to the word of God to be shaped by God. I'm not coming primarily to learn something like something. I'm not coming primarily to be encouraged or motivated or get a nugget for the day. My, my two primary aims. So this podcast is about first things, not everything. I'm hoping for motivation and encouragement, all these things. But as far as first things go, God's going to reveal himself to me. So that's what I'm looking for is, God, who are you according to you? And then how do I need to be shaped into your image? Do you find that people tend to go to the Bible to learn more about themselves than God? Because I'm speaking from experience. I mean, I mean, a friend of mine. Yeah, people uh, like... (laughs) (laughs) But really, I think, I think subconsciously maybe as as I was brought up in the Christian church, the Bible became almost this magical book, like mm. open it to get a feeling or to, to yeah. kind of learn more about yourself. Yeah. And I really didn't 
have a solid understanding that my aim here is to know who God is. Yes. And, yeah. and do you see that that is kind of a problem in the church is, is it's more of a me focus? Yeah. I think we've all been there and probably do that still, you know, and need to, we need to catch ourselves that again, we're not coming to read the Bible for our own sake in that sense of knowing myself, how's my day going to go? I want to have a good day and I need to learn more about the Bible. We're coming to learn to have God tell us who he is according to himself, not according to my opinions, but who, who is he according to him? And then how do I need to be shaped by his word into his image? One thing that we've said from the beginning of our church is that when you get to know God, you begin, when you begin to know God, you begin to know who you are. And so this goes back to several conversations we've had, definitely the personality one and maybe a couple other ones. We are made in the image of God. So if I want to know myself, I have to know God because he's before me and bigger than me. And then I'm supposed to be a reflection of him. So I, I actually can't know myself apart from knowing him. I can't know my most genuine, authentic self without knowing the genuine and authentic living God. And then I'm trying to pursue reflecting his image being and reflecting his image and being his imager, like being his image to him and to the world. Talking about the Bible and how it's comprised, mm-hmm. how would you explain it to somebody of a different religion? Um, if you kind of had an elevator pitch of, of how is the Bible comprised? In what sense? How is it comprised? It's an old Testament and it's a new Testament, uh-huh. but it's what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Does that great. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So the Bible is scripture. So it's a holy book that is inspired by God where God reveals himself to humanity. And it's the same thing cover to cover. It's, it's, it's a library. It's not actually a book. It's 66 books in one that's written by different people in different settings over several thousand years, but God inspired people to write it primarily as a revelation of him to them and to us. What do you say to people who say the Old Testament and the New Testament feel like different gods, mm. right? The, the God of the Old Testament turned Lot's wife into a pillar of salt, and Jesus in the New Testament is is performing miracles and mm-hmm. eating with sinners and healing blind men. Right. How do you reconcile mm-hmm. that? That's a great question. The, I mean, the first thing is that honestly, the, both of those are caricatures that aren't helpful or accurate. I mean, that's the definition of a caricature is some at that both of those inflate and deflate things about God in the respective testaments, because we could say, well, what about God healing the evil king of leprosy in the Old Testament and Jesus telling everyone, if you draw one of these children that I love away from me, it'd be better for you to throw a millstone around your neck and be drowned into the sea mm. and go into everlasting fire of judgment. So I only say that to say it's not even – It's uh, I understand the question because I've asked the question and I – know what it feels like to think that about the Old Testament and the New Testament. But when I think that and when other people think that, we're wrong. And we need to, we need to take, 
clean off our caricature lenses and read it and read, read the whole thing. And, you know, you mentioned a few episodes ago, a few episodes ago about reading the Bible in six months. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to make that a habit more the last handful of years is reading through the Bible in shorter periods of time. And I find that that's been the most helpful thing for me to reset the caricatures I have specifically just regarding this question of the Old Testament and the New Testament. I found that if I read the whole Bible in in a month or two or something or three or six or whatever, every time it's like, it's just one of the things that sticks out the most is how cohesive it is, how unified it is. And that's hard to see if you're just reading only one of the Testaments or only a few verses or chapters at a time, which there's a time and a place for that type of reading of the Bible for sure. But specifically regarding repairing this lens that we have, my biggest recommendation to somebody would be go read the Bible in a month and then see what happens. What do you think about that? Wow. I thought six months was correct. No, six months is, is fast. <laughs> but it, it, Can I make another Please, suggestion? Yeah. Because we did this in ADS. So yeah. we did it with a group and we had a group chat going the whole mm. time. And it was amazing to see everyone else's revelations as they totally. were reading through. And so maybe it's a life group thing. Totally. Maybe it's a group of friends that you get together and say, hey, let's let's read through the Bible. Let's do this mm-hmm. and go on group me, whatever, and, and just and chat about it because yeah. people pick up on other things that you don't. And yeah. what you see throughout is this just incredible... Ta- somebody this weekend mentioned about a tapestry. Mm-hmm. I think it was Jimmy, right? Mm-hmm. But this tapestry of and the thread of Jesus just woven through oh, totally. places that you are just like, what? Yes. I never read that with totally. Jesus in mind. So I love that. That's such a good, doing it with friends is oh, huge. so good. Yes. And 30 days wasn't the point. I mean, go for it. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. You know, but like three, six, whatever it is, like sh- stretch yourself because if you really care about this question, if you really want an answer to this question, then do it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, that's the easy answer is read the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what can I do other than read the whole Bible? <laughs> What's plan B? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do we do when we get to a point where we feel like there's a contradiction mm. in Scripture? There's some places where it seems like there's a rub. Mm. A rub with itself or a rub with me? Yeah, well, yeah, a, a rub with itself. It feels yeah. like, wait a second, didn't they just say this and before or in yeah. another book? And mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. There's like so many different examples of those. So what are the principles here? Number one is what do you believe? You know, like I believe this is the word of God. So I believe he's trying to say something here. So the Bible, to understand things in the Bible, it takes for sure the Holy Spirit, but it also takes study and discipline. And when you run into things that are confusing or difficult about the Bible, you need to decide how much you care to really land on that. And then if you care, then you need to actually care and go figure it out. Start asking questions, start reading, start reading more of the Bible, start praying into it, start reading other books about it, 
call me and let me help you point you in directions or other pastors or whatever. If you're going to care, then care. And if you're not going to care, then don't care. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not going to care, there's plenty. I don't understand everything about the Bible. I don't know everything about the Bible and I'm never going to, and no one ever will. So at one level, there's going to be really an eternity of things that I don't understand about God in the Bible. And so I, that, that's a big bucket, eternity sized bucket. And there's a lot of things in that bucket and that that's okay. And I need to be, uh, I need to some, there's going to be plenty of things I need to land on there that like, Hey, honestly, that's in the bucket of like, I, I don't care that much to figure out the nuance of that answer, or I don't have I can't even comprehend where to even start. I don't have time or whatever. Like there's lots of reasons why we don't understand everything about the Bible. Number one, because it's about God and he's eternity sized. You know what I'm saying? But then I have to be okay and just say, okay, that's in that bucket. So I trust the Lord with it. And I agree, whatever God means by that, I agree with him. And this is still the word of God. It's still perfect. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to like go question my whole faith because I wasn't willing to go find the answer. Or I'm not going to throw the Bible out because I read something confusing, but I didn't actually put any effort to see if maybe it made sense. Maybe actually, I just don't know everything today. And I'm the one that needed to learn something. Mm. But since I wasn't willing to go learn it, I'm going to assume the Bible was wrong and God's fake. Are we supposed to believe that a man literally built an ark and lived on it with animals, all the animals of the earth for 40 days? Are we supposed to literally believe that a man was swallowed by a fish and and lived in his belly for three days? That is a great question. My encouragement is that you are literally supposed to study the Bible and find (laughs) out what you believe about that. Because there's a lot of dynamics to that question. It's like, well, even the word literally... It gets into like, oh, so do we read the Bible literally or not? And we talked about this, I think, in one of the first biblical formation podcasts that we did at the beginning of 2021. Like, what does reading the Bible literally mean? Because people could say like, oh, you said, we said Jonah's literal, so then Revelation is literal. Well, what does it mean that it's literal? It was anyways, we could go into all of that. But I think what I would say to that is honestly, like, Read your Bible if you really want to be, if you really want to find out, okay, when it's talking about Jonah and a whale, does that literally mean a man named Jonah and a fish in a stomach for three days and all these sort of things? Like go, go start doing your own research on that to figure out on that instance, but it's not helpful to get into like the literal words. So that's why I'm not saying you were trying to go there. I'm just, that's why I'm sort of talking around the question. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, but the other thing then is like, and, and if it was, or if it wasn't, so what, what, what changes if it was literal or not, or what does literal even mean in the sense of literal? How am I? I mean, so I would just encourage people to like, really actually think about it, you know, it, for it themselves. It sounds like you're getting to a, a heart issue. Mm that some of these questions or um, disagreements may be pointing to to something deeper. Am I reading you right? They can. I think it can be. It's also just a fair question to be like, wait, an ark and all those animals? Yeah. And a flood? That's just hard to believe. Yeah. It just is. <laughs> 
you know what I'm saying? So that's like, I don't know that, like, that's not necessarily a hard issue. That's just like, whoa, what would, it goes to all the, this is why there's endless YouTube videos about this stuff because people are like, well, what would that actually look like? Right. You know, it's like, well, go, go do research and start listening to people. Cause a lot of people have fascinating things to say about this. And, and it does open up other questions like, well, if it's not literal, does that mean the Bible is not trustworthy and all these sort of things? And again, do you really care about these questions? Because like, I'm not smart enough to be able to summarize all of the people's arguments for all of these things because there's a lot of people who really love God, who have really intelligent, interesting, and think uh, really intelligent, interesting things to say about all of these things from different perspectives that are at least worth thinking about. So you can't agree with everybody because so many people disagree. Right. But it's like, wow, that's actually a really interesting point. And... So think about it. And then it's like, well, um, how much does it matter that I really land on this? And then is this something I'm going to fight about? Because there's some things worth fighting for and there's some things aren't. So I, I'm not answering the question, but I think I'm encouraging people to put into practice what I was saying earlier, which is like dive into your Bible and dive into studying and diving, figure out what questions do you really care about, and then go get answers to those questions. What is worth fighting about? Inerrancy? Yeah. Talk about that. Oh, man. I got surprised by that question, so I'm probably not ready to talk about that okay. off the top of my head in a helpful, cohesive way. <laughs> do we? Let me, let me put it in a little bit um, simpler terms. Mm-hmm. Is it important that we believe that we take a high view of the Bible, like mm-hmm. that, that it is God's word, um, as maybe, can you talk about what the difference is between a high view and a low view of scripture? Mm-hmm. Of, well, uh, I, I guess is it that depends another on, episode? Well, it might, yeah, actually it probably is. That'd be a good one. Okay. That'd be a good one. Also, I will throw out there though, uh, David Campbell, mm-hmm. um, he teaches on this online theology school thing called Theos U. And I would encourage anybody, it's $14 a month. It's like a Netflix style theology thing. You know about it. Mm-hmm. But David Campbell teaches a handful of courses on there and he does a course called Battle Battle for the Bible. And it's all about all this stuff. And it's actually, I think it's like an hour and a half or wow. something. Okay. It's pretty short, yeah. but it's like incredible. Okay. And David's smart. <laughs> also, he and I talked about next time he comes, he's going to, we're going to try to do like a Saturday seminar on that. Ooh. Which would be awesome and way better than anything I was about to say about the Bible. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I love when you point us to resources. Okay, cultural context. Mm-hmm. This is a big one, well, to me, just because I hear a lot of people talking about this in in regards to theology and topics mm. where they say, yeah, that was written for that time period, but it doesn't relate to us today or it's not for us. Mm-hmm. How do we navigate scripture in an intelligent way right. and understand what what is for us? I mean, obviously everything is, but how do we uh, interpret that? Yeah, that's a great question. So the basic idea is that I need to assume that the what the Bible says is for me, unless the Bible tells me it's not. So sacrificial laws... Those sort of things. The Bible tells me that the sacrificial laws are not for me today. So that's why they're not. 
but but a letter written to a specific church about a specific thing mm-hmm. should how do we know if we should take that for us? Yeah. So the way I've heard somebody say this is that uh, I have to believe that the Bible wasn't written to me, but it was written for me. Okay. And so again, the idea is I'm assuming this is for me because I believe in the Bible and what it is, which is kind of the bigger conversation we're not having right now, Okay. but I believe this is the word of God. So this is for me. Well, it's all for me. I mean, Frank, I mean, the sacrificial laws being in the Bible, that is still for me in the sense that there's still something for me in that. Yes. Even though I don't have to follow those because the Bible says I don't have to follow them. It makes Jesus a sacrifice right, even yeah, more. It, I yeah. mean, it's, it's still the word of God it's and it's amazing. Right. So when it comes to the cultural stuff, we, again, we, we just have to, we have to start with, this is for me unless the Bible tells me it's not. So what does it mean? Let's, let's dive in and figure that out. There's more here. And I want yeah. to talk more about it okay. and I want to get into inerrancy and I want to talk to yeah. about some more deeper levels of this. So you want to do another episode? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> sure. <laughs>